Hello and welcome to the Conscious Leadership Podcast. My name is Julie Hoglin and I am the creator and founder. This podcast covers every aspect of conscious leadership and the conscious leadership code. And if there is a particular example or angle or subject you would like an episode on, please reach out and let me know and I will create it specifically for you. This episode I've entitled Inner Healing and Being Your Own Placebo. And it's come about because I had a conversation with somebody yesterday who I had seen a comment that they weren't very well. They were under the weather. And I replied with, you need to do some inner healing. You need to look after yourself, young man. And that led to a conversation where the individual was asking me how I do what I do. And I thought it would help you, the listener, if I attempt to explain how I do what I do, why I do what I do, and where it came about from. So what does all this mean? This basically means that I do not get ill. I am not ill. I do not even get a headache. And that doesn't mean, and I will say this, that I live a pure life. It doesn't mean that I drink enough water. It doesn't mean that I never eat non-healthy food. It doesn't mean that I stay isolated and never mix with anyone that's got a sore throat or a cold or flu or whatever. It doesn't mean any of that because I do drink alcohol. I do mix with people who aren't well. Um, I don't drink enough water. I do eat well and I do eat healthily the majority of the time and I don't get ill, as in seriously, I do not even get a headache. And I thought I'd try and explain what all that is about. And there is a book by Joe Dispenza called You Are Your Own Placebo. And it's well worth reading. It's on Audible. It's about 16 hours to listen to. Um, I didn't know that existed. I didn't even know it was a concept of self-healing and inner healing. But it's something I have done for decades. Partly not realising it. And the older I've got, I now realise what it is I do because I've been doing it unconsciously. And now, and over a number of years, I do it consciously when I need to and unconsciously most of the time. So let me try and explain what I'm talking about, because this will help all of you if you could get the belief system and the process, if you like, working. I know people who have cured themselves with cancer, from cancer. I know people who have been told they will never walk again and now do. Now, I'm not saying that's what I do because I have not had any of those ailments. I believe I will never have those ailments and I will never have the accident leaves me to the point where I can't walk again. So there's a massive, and please hear what I'm saying, there is a massive belief system attached to being well and being able to do things. So let me explain as well as I can because sometimes I don't quite know how I do this myself. So. Many years ago, many years ago, my father, decades ago, probably 40 years now, my father was out walking with my mother on the Tuesday and he was walking up a hill and he had a bit of a, he had a pain in his chest. Mum being mum, being an ex-nurse, got him to the doctors. Fortunately, on the Wednesday, because they were coming home from a holiday, fortunately, 
both mum, both my parents had private health through their work. My dad had recently retired. So this is probably maybe 35 years ago now. My dad had recently retired. And there's that whole adage of what happens to you when you immediately retire if you don't don't do what's required. Um, they both had private health care. They went to the doctors on the Wednesday and basically dad had a triple heart bypass on the Thursday, saved his life. He never actually had a heart attack. Now, at the time, those triple bypass surgeries were only programmed, if you like, supposed to last about 10 years, lasted dad over 30. And the cause of that, the need for that triple bypass was that his arteries were blocked through with cholesterol and it was the bad cholesterol. I'm not a health I don't know a lot. I know enough about health, but I don't, I'm not a medical um, trained individual, but you get good cholesterol and bad. And dad's bad cholesterol had blocked his arteries. He had the bypass, he was fine. But as part of that whole process, of course, what they were telling him at the time was to change his diet. Now, 30 plus years ago, the information on what you should eat, shouldn't eat, could eat, couldn't eat, what caused what was not the same as it is now. Technology and science has improved so much. We now know so much more. So I started to listen to mum and dad talking and I saw the change in their diets back then. And I started to change my diet. So I I immediately cut out various things which are now proven to be wrong, but I followed the process. And then when mum, about 10 years later, Mum had a triple bypass through, believe it or not, bad cholesterol. Her arteries are blocked. Mum's bypass then lasted her for another 30-something years. So that was sort of the beginning of my journey into thinking about health in reality. Mum then went on to have um, two replacement knee joints and a replacement hip. Which then started me thinking about, okay, she's got arthritis. I wonder if it runs in the family. So that was all going on in one strain of my brain. And then in another strain of my brain, I was making the decision to become self-employed as a consultant, as a coach, as a mentor. And while that was all going on, and that was when I was about um, probably, I'm going to say 35. So maybe 25-ish years ago, around that period, maybe 20 years ago, I was going out self-employed and I read this article that basically said, those that are self-employed have far less sick days than those that are employed. And I thought, oh, that's interesting. What's that about then? Didn't know then what I know now. Read through the article and it basically said, and this is what I remember, now, of course, when you're self-employed you don't, and you go sick, you don't get paid because you are your employer. And for all of you that are in the consultancy game, the coaching game, the mentoring game, the therapeutic game, you're a one-man band, you know, you could be a chippy or an electrician or um, a consultant of any type. So, you know, you could be a project manager or you could work, you could work contract work within businesses. You know, so you're hired for a period of time. And I've done all of these things. I'm not an electrician or a plumber, clearly, but um, well, it's not clearly, but I'm not. 
but it's a consultancy role where you exchange your time for money. So if you don't exchange your time, you don't get the money. Now, this, of course, doesn't apply if you are a chief exec of a business or you have recurring income streams from whatever source that might be, whether it be books or online programs or um, you know, an asset base you get a recurring income from, or you are running a business where you have employees and you do not have to be in the business and you take a, a profit share, however you do that. So it's not the latter of those two examples. It's from the first. You exchange your time for money. If you don't work, you don't get paid. So I read this article and I thought, oh, that's really interesting. I'm just about to launch into this, like, you know, exchange money, exchange time for money world. I can't go sick. And of course, the other thing I then thought about, so if I don't get paid when I don't work, who's going to pay for my holidays? No paid holiday leave. So I catered all that into my thought processes about how I was going to become this consultant. And basically what happened at that point is that belief went so deeply into my psych that I had the foundational belief that I would never be sick. Therefore, I am not. And then something else happened. I then started to learn about how the brain works, how, our, how we are driven in the main by our unconscious. So we've got the unconscious, pre-conscious, conscious. We are, if you look at the research that's been completed, something like we operate 95% of habit. So most of what we do is habit formed. Habit forms come from what we believe, what we think, what we've practiced. So if we believe when we meet somebody that's got a cold, we will get it, we will. But if we believe when we meet somebody who has a cold, we won't get it, we won't. Now, that's really simple. So please bear with me on this. It's a bit more complex than that. But that's the foundational belief. You believe you won't be sick, so you are not. Now, I know people who have cured themselves of cancer. I know people who have cured them, been told they will never walk again, and they do. Now, it's not just about believing in the thing. You have to do the actions to make the thing work. Same as any of us would in any walk of life. If you want to achieve something, you have to work towards achieving the thing. So over the years, my diet has changed because I'm thinking, well, if I want a good result, then I have to give myself good. So what goes in is what comes out. Now, what does that mean? That means that I have stopped eating wheat. I have stopped drinking and eating dairy. And I have stopped eating processed foods. Now, I say that with a caveat. I have not done that 100% of the time. I probably do that 90% of the time. So things like I don't, when I say I don't eat wheat, I don't eat bread. I don't eat cake. I don't eat pastries. I don't eat pasta. And I love pasta. But what I have done is found an alternative. Now, I don't eat bread. I don't eat pastries and cakes. But I found an alternative to pasta, as in wheat-based pasta. And I have found an alternative to dairy, basically coconut. And that comes in many guises. Now, when I say 90% of the time, I do on occasions eat ice cream. I do on occasions eat bread. I don't eat wheat, but uh, as in pasta. But I do on occasions eat 
um, ice cream and, and cream. And I do on occasions have um, a piece of cake, especially if it's fresh cream cake. So put the two together and then I'm in my heaven. Um, but in the main, I do not eat. And I do not eat those processed foods. So I don't eat takeaways. Very, 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 very rarely do I ever eat a takeaway or a, you know, like a ready meal that you stick in the microwave. Very rarely eat those. Um, because I know they do not serve me. So I don't eat them. And I eat far more vegetables than I have ever done in my life. And I still eat meat. And I eat less meat because I was a big meat eater as in a lot of meat. Um, so I now just eat less, but I probably eat meat, I'm going to say four out of seven days a week, maybe even five out of seven days a week. So I'm not vegetarian. I'm not pescatorian. I am a, a carnivore. Whether you agree with that or not, it's a whole other thing, but just telling you how it works for me. And when I started to learn about how the brain works, how the mind, the body, um, the heart, the soul all work together with the unconscious and the conscious, I started to realize that I actually also um, do another process. And this process comes about from a, initially, from a film I saw. So I don't know what the film was called. I have no idea. It was a long, long time ago. And it was a film about where they put some people in a submersible. They shrunk the submersible and injected it into a human because I can't remember the reason why, but the submersible went into the human to travel around the human's arteries and veins, like in its bloodstream, because they were looking for something. So it was, a, it was something to do with healing, the whole film, but that's the only bit I remember of it. And what happened, this submersible was attacked while it was going through the blood system because the body saw it as a irritant. The body saw it as a disease. The body saw it as a um, infection. So basically the body, white blood cells, attacked the submersible to basically kill it. Now, I can't remember the rest of the film. I think they escaped. I think they got the information they wanted. And I think they were um, extricated from the individual's body. But I remember thinking, oh, that's really interesting. So, so they'd gone into someone. So if I could go into myself and have a look around myself, I could find out if I was okay, well, healthy, or if there was anything going wrong with my organs and my heart and my liver and my lungs and my, you know, down through my joints. And, it, and if, if there is, maybe I can clear it. Now, I know this sounds bizarre, but this is what I now do. So what I do, and I'm getting back, I used to do this really regularly. Then I forgot I did it. And now because people are asking me and I'm realizing that I still don't get sick, I'm thinking, oh, well, how do I do this? And people are now asking me how I do this. So I'm now trying to explain it. So basically what I do now is that I suppose I go into a form of meditative state and I detach my, I suppose, my, I don't know, the only way I can describe it is my being, so my soul, from my physical form. So when you go into a meditative state, and I was only thinking about this this morning, you become, you become detached. I go internally to myself and I travel 
round my internal body, having a look to make sure everything is okay. And my intuition tells me if something is not okay. And then I go to that thing, whatever that might be, and I repair the part that's not right. So let me, let me give you a, an example of this. I did this the other day. I've done this twice actually recently. So a little while ago, I woke up and this is where you really truly have to listen to your body. And please hear me, I'm the most practical person you'll ever meet, but I connect dots. I create links and connect dots dots that sometimes other people don't. So I'm very practical. I am really down to earth. And what I'm now going to say is going to sound really weird to some of you. And it works. So two things probably over the last couple of months. You know, when you get start to get a cold, you can, if when you really listen to your body, you know it's coming, you know something's not quite right. And for me, if I am in that position, so maybe my guard has been let down for whatever reason, maybe I have got too tired, you know, I've parted both ends of the day, who knows? I've left myself vulnerable. When, I, when that happens to me, I get a tingling in my nose, top of my nose, like the bridge. And what I did, I recognised something wasn't right. I thought, oh, here we go. So I went internally. I took myself to the bridge of my nose. And I'm very visual. So I could see something, just a little speck, like a little speck of dust that was going to grow if I didn't grab it and get rid of it. So I, if you like, encapsulated the little speck in an impenetrable field, shield, like bubble. And then I took it from the bridge of my nose to my shoulder, down my forearm, and expelled it through my elbow. And that's quite a key point for me, my right elbow, things go out in that direction. And it went. So I don't, I don't get cold. I don't become ill. On Sunday, I, no, on Saturday night, I was at an event. I did a lot of shouting, Um, like really, you know, egging someone on to win. It was a charity boxing match. And I woke up Sunday morning and my, my voice was about 10 octaves lower. Wasn't ill, but I was about 10 octaves lower. And I was sitting next to somebody who said, oh, I've got a really sore throat. Now, they were going home to to take apple cider vinegar. And he said, it will cure it. It will go. So that's his belief system. My belief system is my throat is already weak because I've been shouting so much. (laughs) I'm sitting next to this guy who's saying he's got a sore throat. I'm not going to get it. I'm fine. So that was Saturday. Sunday morning, I woke up and I thought, oh, that's interesting in my throat. And I could feel a tingle. Now, this time, so Sunday morning, and we're now on what? Yeah, Sunday morning. I woke up, thought, oh, I can feel something in my throat. So I did the same process. I sort of went into that meditative state. And please don't ask me how I do that because I don't really understand that myself. I went into me, I went to my throat area, and this time what happened is that I found the thing that wasn't 
100%. And my visual of this was that there were like white blobs, if you like, eating the bit that wasn't quite right. And then once they ate it, it was gone and the white blobs dispersed. This takes seconds to do, by the way, everybody. The, 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 the thing that I could feel was beginning to irritate went. And I came out of whatever self-trance I put myself in because that's the only way I can describe it. And no sore throat, voice was back to normal, um, felt fine. And nothing has transpired since. Now, why am I sharing this with you? So there's two things going on here. A, there is a core belief that I do not get ill. I am healthy. So my core belief is that I am healthy and I remain healthy. So it's positive. It's positive in the now and it's positive for the future. So that's one thing. And that is one of my foundational beliefs. And then the other belief that attaches to that is that I heal myself. Now, this is a form of, and some of the techniques, so A, it links to meditation, B, it can link to NLP, so neuro-linguistic programming. And I've only discovered, if you like, what I, how I use the, some of the techniques associated to NLP. I didn't even know that was what I was doing. So intuitively, something in my psyche, in my being, in my soul has told me what to do to remain healthy because of the belief I have. Now, on top of all of this, and this is like now, recently, I've just started to learn about brainwaves and how our brainwaves work. And um, I've also learned that my primary brainwave probably because of everything I have ever done with my life and all my learnings and how I process information and have learned how to process information over the years, I've learned that my primary brainwave is gamma um, and it's called gamma alchemy. It's a program I'm doing now because I'm a constant learner and I do share much of that with you. Now, gamma alchemy is a brainwave that has broken through high beta, which is the brain part of the brain waves that, um, are, in my words, are the stress brain waves. So I've, I don't do that anymore. I've learned how to do that. One of the reasons I wrote the book, Stress the Reality, because stress is preventable when you know how. Part of that is your thinking. So my gamma alchemy brain wave is basically the brain wave that can pull disconnected facts together and create something, which is exactly what I think I've done with the inner healing that I do for myself. Now, I wouldn't say I'm a healer. I'm not saying I can do it for others, but I do it for myself. So the, the belief system and then the ability to control one's thoughts and, and inner being, put the two together with the belief system that I am healthy, I remain healthy, forms a really strong foundation to do anything from because there is no fear. 
So let me give you an example. So we've been through two years of lockdowns, pandemic, all sorts. I knew right at the beginning of that whole process that I would not be infected by whatever it was. I told people that. I could see people's doubts on my face. Now, the people who doubted me all got the, you know, whatever it was. I didn't. I didn't stop going out. I didn't stop you know, when we could. I didn't stop going out. I didn't stop doing what I would normally do when, when we could. I didn't stop meeting people and I didn't wear a mask and I didn't get the thing. And I didn't have any of the injections either. So there is a, now maybe I never, never got in front of people who had it. Who knows? But I doubt that very much. So when you have these really deep rooted beliefs, and I, and I know this is about health and inner healing, when you have that really deep rooted belief, you can absolutely work magic. You can work miracles in some people's eyes. People look at me sometimes as though I'm off another planet. A, they're surprised that I can I express these things, but I want people to know this. I don't, I take no medicines. I don't need them. I don't take an aspirin because I don't get a headache. And that doesn't always mean to say I'm hydrated all the time because I know I'm not, but it, I do not get a headache because I believe I won't, so I don't. Now, that's a really simple phrase, but if you believe you can, you do. You've got to take the action as well, though. You know, I listen to people talking about manifestation and they sit back and expect everything to land in their lap. It doesn't work like that. Yes, manifestation works. Totally agree with that. I've got evidence and proof in my own life. That's what happens. And you have to take the action. <laughs> it doesn't just land in your lap. Sometimes it does, but very rarely, very rarely. You've got to take the action. You know, you can't, you can't, Magic, um, an asset portfolio of properties that pay you so much income a month without doing the work, without doing the learning. So there is a combination of connections that, that are required to be made to do anything. Now, if anybody wants to talk to me about any of this, as always, please reach out. I'm really not mad. <laughs> Really not. You know, if you want to read Dr. Um, Joe Dispenza's book, You Are Your Own Placebo, or it's on Audible and it's about 16 hours. I think I said that earlier. It's a long book. But from somebody who does this on a regular basis, please believe me, you can too. Because if I can do this, you can do this. Because I really did not know any of this existed at one point. You know, I've had a normal upbringing, a normal education a normal family who worked, you know, worked, worked, who have had triple heart bypasses and replacement knees and hips and all the rest of it. You know, I think the worst I've ever had is a broken collarbone. And that was my brother's fault because he dragged me along the floor and hooked me under a sofa. But that was when I was very young and I used to suffer from migraine and I grew out of them. I'm so pleased to say, and I'm not testing myself, but I believe now that I am able and capable of healing myself, repairing myself. You know, and I think I said this earlier, I know people who have healed themselves from cancer. I know people who have, who are now walking again, who were told they would never walk. So these things happen. 
And if they can do it, we can as well. And I say they, I don't know who they are in the majority, but if they can do it, we can as well because it is mind over matter and it is a belief system and a structure linked to doing the best things we can for ourselves. So this is um, conscious leadership. It's working with your conscious and your unconscious to lead yourself and lead others. And that's exactly what I do every day of my life. Now, again, if any questions, please, please reach out. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Conscious Leadership Podcast. And if you have found it useful, please leave a review. And if you have found it useful, please share it with others that will find it useful as well. If you want to know more about my publishing, please follow me through to the Amazon author page. And if you would like to follow me on any of my other social media channels, please do, which also includes a YouTube channel.